0: Hi everybody, and welcome back to the Beyond Aromatics podcast. It's been a while since our last recording went out, and well, a lot has happened since we last got together. With the current state of the world, it seems like everyone is sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for what happens next. Unprecedented times means it's hard to look to one person for the answers on how to cope, adapt, and how to plan for the future, because the truth is, no one knows what's going to happen next. So, when we don't know what's happening next, the best thing we can do for ourselves and our community is to ask, what can we do right now? When many of NAHA's regional directors and board members asked themselves this question, the answers varied wildly, but often came to the same conclusion. We decided to sit down with those directors and figure out how they are coping or changing up their normal aromatherapy and business routines to meet the needs of the world and even their smaller communities. Join us for these next couple weeks as we visit our friends all over the country. We speak with aromatherapy educators, retailers, spa owners, manufacturers, custom blend specialists, practitioners of all kinds, and more to get their take on the hardships and changes and learn how they are forging ahead anyways. These interviews are led by Naha's director coordinator, Sharon Falsetto, who herself has a unique perspective, which we will dive into later in these episodes. Okay, enjoy the show!
1: Today we are talking to Betty who is the director for Northern California. Betty has been um, surviving shelter in place for quite a long time now as Northern California was one of the first states to go into shelter in place. She describes how she is working as a busy mom, um, caring for her children at home and running her own business from home. So she gives us a few tips on which essential oils to use to ground and adapt during this time and stay sane. Ragda is the International Director for Egypt and she's based in New Jersey. Ragda barely got home from a study trip to Egypt before airports were closed in the US for COVID-19. She discusses how future study trips might be affected by COVID-19 and what additional measures might be put in place for the safety of students on these trips. She also gives us a few tips on essential oils to use during this time.
0: Up first on today's episode is Ragda Maxud. Ragda is the founder of Ebers Consulting. She's an expert with more than 20 years' professional experience in the essential oils, flavors, fragrance, and food processing industries. Rogda has also launched two brands of aromatherapy and essential oil industries in the United States, in addition to being a Naha clinical aromatherapist. To learn more about Rogda or how to get in touch with her, please visit ebersconsulting.com. That's E-B-E-R-S consulting.com. You can also catch up with Ragda on Facebook and on Instagram at Ebers Consulting.
1: Today, I'd like to um, welcome Ragda to our series of um, interviews that we're doing with Naha directors on the COVID 19 crisis and how our, our directors um, are dealing with that. So, welcome, Ragda. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Hope you guys are all doing okay.
1: Oh, we are. Thank you for asking. I hope you are too. And um we're gonna to chat a little bit about that um and how you're doing. Um so first of all, for people that don't know who you are, um, would you like to tell us um where you're located and um what directorship you um do for Naha?
2: Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, um my name is Dr. uh Maksoud, and I am the International Director for Naha for uh Egypt. Uh I am located in uh, New Jersey in the States. And a little bit of background about me, I have been working in the essential oils and flavors and fragrance industry since 20 years. And um in 2015, I uh, decided to open um, my own um, company, uh, which is Ebers Consulting for uh, aromatherapy. And that was actually once I started learning about uh, aromatherapy and took my advanced clinical certification from Naha. And, uh, it was uh, um, a great turn of events for me after taking the certification and being introduced to the aromatherapy world. And uh, mm-hmm. since then, um, I've been um, working in the company. It's, it's a family-owned small company, basically it's me and my family. And um, it's dedicated to teaching aromatherapy and um, doing study tours uh for uh with partnerships of course with naha and also um um serving small size and medium size uh companies uh with uh within the essential oil and the aromatherapy industry with product development and project uh uh development as well uh from product initiation to to the retail marketing right so um
1: you are actually um just finishing up um, a study trip um, to Egypt um, when this all happened. So you got home okay, as I understand it. Um, it, Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yes, sure. So uh, we actually um, the group uh, traveled back to the United States on March 1st and that was uh, like early on before everything started to really be very serious and air force shut, shutting down and all the whole lockdown scenarios worldwide uh, so we were very lucky that um as as like the the time we were in in Egypt it wasn't that serious uh, even the time we left the United States we were you know there was no restrictions or travel restrictions or anything just the regular uh, you know uh, precautions uh so um me coming back I stayed for more two weeks uh than the group uh just because I had uh a lot of uh um things to do in Egypt like uh, another workshop that was hosted there and you know uh seeing my family and friends as well um all of us came back home safe and sound uh, none was positive was tested positive for covid it just, uh, you know, the regular, uh, um, common cold or like symptoms with like uh, maybe congestion throat from the travels and the airplane and yeah. the different temperatures. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we were very, very lucky. Thank God that, um, everybody was safe and sound coming back home.
1: Yeah yeah I'm glad glad to hear that. Um, so this makes us think about you know how Covid nineteen is going to um, affect international travel um, and perhaps the ways we might do things. Um, I know it's hard to predict the future, um, especially at the moment. Um, but do you think that'll change the way that you think about doing study trips in the future?
2: Well, I think COVID-19 is going to change a lot of things, not, not only the international travels, but our daily life. Like it's the new normal that we have to, you know, adapt and cope yeah. with. Uh, but of course it's, it's very early to predict what is going to happen because it's like a pandemic and it's like every, uh, every country has their own restrictions and their own, you know, um, uh, Precautions towards how they deal with the, with the pandemic. But of course, um, for, for us first, um, I mean, for Naha and Ebers, it is safety comes first. So, um, we, we, this is our first priority, safety, safety, safety. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, we'll just wait and see what will be the, um, the rules and the, yes. you know, the terms for, for going on, going forward from, from the United States, from the World Health Organization, even for the countries we were, uh, uh, having, uh, like, uh, online to, to travel to because we were talking about adding more countries, uh, when we mm-hmm. talked with the NAHA board and they welcomed this, uh, in addition to Egypt, of course. So, uh, I think, uh, once all, everything is, is, back to normal let's say and yeah. we have more like um, a good understanding of what was going to happen uh in the travels and and everything uh we'll we'll you know we'll make up our minds uh, especially that we will be targeting countries that uh, of course um you know that has more uh let's say um health Healthcare. management Yes. Yes, that can, we can rely on, uh, how they dealt with the, with the, with the whole scenario and situation, what would, what was the numbers there, um and uh, if there is any, you know, um um preference in country over the other. Of course, we're not going to go to China, for example, you know? No. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but. Still, At least not for uh, a very long time. <laughs> <yes>. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not, not that China is is not a just because, you yeah. know, we, we just want to make sure that we're, we're we'll be safe. Uh, yes. It's not safe anywhere in the world right now. But, um, No. But yes, um, I believe also that maybe we, we, we will need to change a little bit the, um, the, the, how we address the um study tours so make sure the it, it would be more in open spaces than in closed spaces more uh um retreats than you know um yeah. going to to more like uh, uh retreat places like uh, we were discussing like uh um the oasis, we were discussing salt lakes we were discussing hot springs we were discussing a lot of 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 options Um, rather than being in very crowded areas where there is a lot of, you know, uh, people. So I think how the logistics and the itinerary will be from now on would be considering a lot of factors uh, um, in addition to the safety, of course. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of things to think about. Um, So how has it affected you at home? And your business at home and, and you like in the place that you live um, what changes have you seen there
2: well a lot of changes New Jersey is one of the states that has a lot uh, of cases uh, in, in the tri-state area and we were one of the early states to lockdown so uh, only essential businesses uh, are still like open so um, um, business wise Let's say um, a big part of of my our business is online, okay. uh, which is um, actually the uh, whether it's the teaching uh, classes or the essential oils uh, business. It's basically we're still shipping, we're still doing classes online. Uh, we, we managed to, uh, pick up very quickly on Zoom and, and, you know, try to do actually even a lot of, uh, free classes to just for people to know about essential oils and how can they use them in, in, in this time, like trying times yes. and how to, you know, to use them towards their, um, like immunity or, or hygiene. Yes. But, uh, from this point, Uh, of course the, the, the actual business, which is the, uh, main business, which is the, um, projects and uh, the business development stopped for a while because we cannot go to companies and, and, you Mm -hmm. know, meet them and, and everybody's not like really investing on anything right now. Everybody's just waiting to see. Exactly. Um, uh, but, uh other part which is the the um wholesale of the essential oils is still also um doing good. Um I would not say as as before, but we've we've been lucky that we didn't shut down. Uh, still people right. are buying essential oils for for their products or for their own use. So we're we're good. Um yes. on the other hand um if we're talking about the community, uh it, it's 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 different you know it's different uh because like we're we're one of the most crowded states as well so we're seeing yes. people everywhere like in you know like every other part of the state. um but uh it's it's here it's very very uh, so people are really in my neighborhood uh, uh people are very strict about social distancing they they don't go out you can't see them like everybody's like even walking in the streets wearing masks but there is a lot of of, uh, community support and solidarity between even neighbors so um whatever whoever can help is helping either with like uh you know doing shopping for everyone uh, despite instead of everyone going to the supermarket or uh you know um yes um, I was doing some inhalers and some firesiders fighters to my neighbors. My right. other neighbor was giving us a lot of herbal tea. So it's it's like it's it's everyone is trying to you know, to yeah. adapt to the situation and and being home. Um uh, yeah. but I think um I, I think everybody's is like taking it, you know, one one day at a time, let's say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It certainly seems to be bringing community together. I've been seeing a few things um, on the news, you know, about neighbors, um, still social distancing, but coming out at the same time every night to, to, you know, listen to somebody. Sing opera, or, or you know, have a, their own kind of little party, and uh, yeah, we don't quite do that in our neighbourhood, but certainly there is uh, community support. Um, yeah. So, uh, what what essential oils are your kind of your favourites to go to at this time that might help people, uh, not just so much um, with immunity, but anybody that's um, suffering from isolation and depression and uh, maybe some anxiety over what the future holds?
2: Yeah. So, my favourite blend for anxiety or for for stress or for you know just calming. Um, I always like to use jasmine, frankincense, and orange, and uh, nice. I I really like the combination of of the of the three oils in in like even an inhaler or like a blend with like a roll on blend, and um, it's it's really it's really working for me and working for um, like my 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 friends and and family. Um, mm-hmm. On the other hand, if we're talking about the uh, immunity and even the respiratory parts of of blending, I'm using cypress, right? And uh, I'm using uh, eucalyptus, um, tea tree, peppermint, and lemon. So that's my like small uh, uh, apothecary kind yes. of essential oils that is being used every every day
1: yeah yeah frankincense is definitely one that's used for um meditation and stuff as well so it's a good one um to kind of yeah slow us down and uh, i always love sweet orange that's my favorite um citrus essential oil Mm -hmm. i always think it's a nice happy oil and uh jasmine of course is always beautiful as well um and then those ones that you mentioned um for you know helping with our health respiratory and stuff how would you use those ones
2: so um i'm using the cypress and the eucalyptus peppermint and lemon uh i'm i'm doing steam inhalation in the morning and at night mm-hmm. and uh i'm also using them in uh personal inhalers Right. Uh, so that's what I'm doing uh with them. Um for the uh Jasmine, frankincense and orange, sweet orange, I'm using them in a jojoba um blend, uh roll on. I uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, to use whenever um um like there is a stressful situation or you need just yes. to, you know, calm down from hearing the news every day. Exactly. And um, <laughs> on on the <laughs> On the other hand, I'm also like to use um, the frankincense in a diffuser every now and then if I am uh, praying or meditating, uh, just you know, just to ease things down. Um, so this is that's how I'm, I'm using them. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's that that sounds um, good. And uh, so, um, is there anything else that you kind of? want to speak about or any advice um did i did i hear you mention um you were you had actually made some hand sanitizers in your workshop in, in when you were in
2: egypt yeah I- yeah so in, what happened in egypt and it was um actually we did a hand sanitizer product and we did um an anxiety blend so um it, it was a basic uh, introductory workshop for like people who doesn't know anything about aromatherapy, but we wanted to make it fun. So we had, um, um, 23 participants in groups, like they, we, we divided them in groups and they start making the hand sanitizer. So mm-hmm. at that point, there was a lot of, um, 70% alcohol available in spray bottles in the, right. in the pharmacies in Egypt. Right. And uh we also yeah, so we used uh this and we used a little bit of aloe vera gel and uh we used um some essential oils that was particularly available in Egypt at that point. So we used uh eucalyptus, we used tea tree and we use also um um green grapefruit and basil and people like i don't know people like the sweet basil uh mm-hmm. in in this um in this um hand sanitizer but there was a lot of other like um, um combination of oils but we did the hand sanitizer and they were very happy because uh they were using it and then when when it's like when it when it's when when it's uh um, when they went home they start doing uh, other hand sanitizers for you know for their family and for their friends and yes. they were like it was the right it was the right selection at the right time <clears throat> also with the anxiety yeah. blend uh, yeah because um we had like uh like um a meeting on Zoom after, after that when I came back. So just to make sure I had to check on everybody and how's everybody doing. And I saw that they start going and buying essential oils from the retail shops in Egypt and start doing, you know, their own basic blends. Right. They are still asking me about the, the, like the percentages and the dilution. So that was, that was really good. Um, teaching, yeah. you know, them how to do basic things and, and, uh, and, they're understanding that because I have, I have been trying to, uh, to, you know, to convince even my, my friends to use essential oils in Egypt and everybody's like, oh yeah, well, that later on. And then when they came to the event and they started yes. using it and it stopped working, now you can see them very eager to learn more and, and, you know, and to yeah. just ask a lot of questions. So it's, it's good. <laughs> It,
1: it was good yeah. that you did the hand sanitizers, um, so they were kind of prepared for that, and it was a perfect um, product for them to be introduced to it and, and see the, you know, the benefits of that. So yeah, that's what I'm, I'm seeing yeah. coming out of this is that people are. Um, and, uh, turning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was just going to say people are turning to essential oils. so.
2: yeah. I know they are turning to any holistic uh, uh, modality. And it's it's good because I think that the the next stage we will be in is people will really want to you know build their their own knowledge and their their own immunity. They want to yes. you know to learn about things rather than taking them taking it from granted from the media or from websites that they don't know what they are talking about. You know, yeah. And there was a lot of there was a lot of cases and a lot of scenarios, especially with COVID nineteen, that people were like. Okay, you have to drink this and that. You have to take this and that. What people start having cumulative effects from what they are yes. consuming on a daily basis. So, yeah, knowledge, information are vital. Education That's, is important, and yeah, yeah, the safety associated with that.
1: And the yeah, learning from the right mm-hmm. people um, with the knowledge, and
2: so they can. And um, yeah, and there is plenty, plenty of, you know, of really, really well-experienced, uh, uh, herbalists and aromatherapists, uh, in, in the United States and in, and in Europe and in, you know, around under, the world under NASA or, uh, or other organizations. But, um, but I mean, and what was really good is that everybody stepped up and started being online with their followers and start talking and start giving Three classes, which was great, of Yes. Uh, um, yes. At, at that point. And, uh, I actually was listening to a very important webinar today. And, um, uh, it, it was about the, the businesses that like people that had store businesses like, uh, uh, you know, skincare products, like, the brick and mortar, um, uh, shops. And, uh, their advice was to, um, Build the story online. Start building the stories again online on your website or on your Instagram account or on your social media right. account. Say what you have learned and how did you cope with this crisis and then invest more in content creation, invest in pictures, invest in stories, invest in in in, in on the online manage, management of the social media more than anything else right now because this is where people will turn off because it will be, it will take time for people to go back to the store.
1: Yes. Yes. uh, Even when they can, it's, it's going to take some time with confidence and, and everything. So yeah, the online, we need to have the, the good information, the right information out there. So yeah, that, that is good advice um, there. Mm So. Well what, what would you like to close out with do you have anything else you'd like to add um to share with us or,
2: um, or you covered i covered most things i actually uh, well first of all i want to thank you and savannah for all the hard work and all the other directors that uh, are working tirelessly uh, to you know to keep us uh, um, informed uh, uh even even when everything is in lockdown and I just wish everyone to be safe and sound and, and be well and, uh, uh, keeping my fingers crossed and praying that we will see each other very soon. All yes. Us.
1: And, uh, yeah, and I would like to thank you, Ragda, for, um, joining us today and, um, sharing valuable information with us and also for your work that you do, um, for Naha you and so for much. your role own company. Um, Yeah, it's certainly good to have this community at this time and uh, I value you as a person as being part of that. So thank you for joining us today and uh, be safe and be well. Thank you very much. You
2: too.
0: Thank you. Up next, Betty Torres. Betty is a certified aromatherapist and hypnotherapist and combines these two practices along with traditional healing techniques to support busy women and mothers with their self-care needs by helping them honor their time so that they feel refreshed, replenished, and free to express themselves while being of service to others. She is currently a mother of two and has been practicing aromatherapy for over 15 years and is Northern California's Regional Director for NAHA. You can find out more about Betty in the work she does at www.poeticpotions.com. Today, I just want to welcome Betty
1: um, to our series of interviews with Naha Directors on COVID-19. And so first of all, welcome, Betty. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sharon. So good to talk to you guys. It is. Yes, (laughs) we have not talked in a while. So it's nice to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. Um for people that don't know you Betty can you tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about um where, where you're located which state mm-hmm. um and a little yeah. bit about how you do aromatherapy business
3: mm-hmm. Okay I'm in northern California it's a small town it's called Ukiah it's really close to San Francisco and um I love working um with women that Um, Our moms, busy women that have businesses, and I love using aromatherapy and essential oils to help them with their self-care because it's so easy to get super busy and want to help everyone all the time, and so it's easy to forget about us. And so, yeah, yeah, I have, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was just going to mention, I did not realize that you were also a hypnotherapist, can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how that works with your aromatherapy? Yeah, I
3: wanted to learn um a different side of it. I wanted to add a different modality to what I do because Uh, what I love doing is working with moon phases. I love to create self-care rituals and I'm also a poet. So I noticed that, um, when I would teach about aromatherapy and essential oils, I, you know, I tend to get poetic and, (laughs) and so it's my, my artistic side. It's very, um, right brain. And so when I learned about how the brain works when we do ritual and how our, um, You know behaviors can change when using aromatherapy. Um, I really wanted to learn more about how how that works, right, and how I would be able to incorporate it. So, although I, you know, I do um, hypnotherapy, I do incorporate the the hypnotherapy with my one on one consultations. I use it more for meditation, so that when we um get clear about our intentions and you know focus on 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 getting clarity and getting things done right, and actually you know taking action our on our intentions and our goals, I love using meditation and like dropping down into our body and like really connect um into our body so that we can really ground what we're working on. And so that's one of the ways that I use hypnotherapy. And of course, like um, the essential oils, right, so that we can get dropped down into a different state of mind. And it's funny, because when I was learning about hypnotherapy, um, there's a process that they use that is not called triggers, there's another word. And they taught us to incorporate essential oils as one of the processes to go deep and drop down into our body yeah it was really interesting
1: so uh, so that sounds very interesting and you kind of do that one-on-one with people because of um, Mm -hmm. COVID-19 have you changed the way you worked or are you not able to do that at the moment
2: Mm -hmm.
1: well the good thing is that
3: I have been um I, my business is already virtual. (laughs) And so, um, what has changed is that I actually have been getting on the phone with women even more. Um, so that is a good thing. Um, what has changed is that my, um, production production. So making products, creating the custom potions for my, for my clients, that has slowed down. And it's mostly because, you know, my whole family is at home with me. And yeah. so I do have to focus on homeschool and I have a 16 year old. And so that side of it has slowed down a bit. Um, and so I'm opening up, um, for, more one on one calls and also starting group coaching because that's something that I right. was already in the process of and right. <laughs> again it kind of slowed down because of the whole, you know, family
1: dynamic at home now. So how are you finding that being cooped um, pooped up in the house with, you know, homeschooling, the whole family at home, trying to find your own space? Because I believe you mm-hmm. went on to lockdown quite early on, more so than other states. Yeah, we did, and um,
3: so okay, so there's the good, the good news and the bad news, right? It's almost like okay, I know how to do this. I teach about self care rituals. I have my own morning ritual. I got this, right? Yeah. And so, okay, but then that's like day one started. All the kids are home, and we're just—it's almost like this. We're like, yay, no school. Oh, we don't have a schedule. I don't have to put them, you know, to bed early. It's all good, right? So day two, we're like, hmm, what are we going to do today? So free time, right? But then yeah. um, there I go again. It's like my focus moves from like what I need to do. It moves away from like my self-care to the kids. And so by the time like, you know, the second week came around of homeschooling, Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot all about my (laughs) self-care. I (laughs) forgot all about my morning journaling. I forgot all about my goals. And so it was almost like I had to go back to, you know, square one. And I myself, like, remember, how do I go back to, how do I go back to remembering, like, what I'm supposed to do again? Like, now I'm overwhelmed. Now I'm frustrated. Like, how do I, you know, (laughs) how do I get focused again? And so... So you know, after that period of transition, it it reminded me of why <laughs> I do what I do is so important, yes. and why especially for like busy women and moms, um, for us to to have our morning rituals in the morning so for example for me um i know that it's really important for me to wake up early in the morning before my kids get up and at least journal for myself Right, get clear on what i have to do and um and then, of course, there are days when my kids get up, or, you know, before I do, and then they're hungry. And so, yeah. you know, I have to feed them first. And then, you know, then it's my responsibility to remember to make time for myself. And so, um, you know, my kids are a little o- older. They're 8 and 16. Um Yeah. When my daughter was a toddler, I did work from home and it was a little different. You know, it changes, Um, you know, just like any business evolves, like motherhood evolves too. Um, And so now it's a little easier for me to let them know that I'm going to work. I'm going to be in my office and I just make sure that they have their needs met, that they're going to have some food and here's, you know, homeschool or here's something that you guys can play with together. And then I can get work done, but it definitely has to be in small increments. So that's the difference from when they were in school and from the way I have to do things now. Um, yeah, so that's it's really important for me to get clear on wh- exactly what I need to do for the day, mm-hmm. so that I can reserve some time to to focus on it. Because the focus part is what's <clears throat> what's different, what's a little you know more challenging yes. right now like for example as I'm talking to you guys you know my husband yeah my husband and my kids are outside <laughs> but they're right outside my window and so I need to make sure that my curtains are closed <laughs> right so that I'm not constantly you know wanting to see what they're doing and yeah you know wanting to go like help somebody you know just they're fine. I I'm have having to the um, same be fine.
1: <laughs> situation with my dog who's currently hello? scratching at the door and he's hello? distracting me. Oh, hello. Um, can Sorry, you hear me? I, can't, can't
3: hear. I can hear you now. I lost a bit of, of it. Okay.
1: A bit it's probably because my dog is scratching in the background mm-hmm. and driving me crazy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm trying to focus mm-hmm. and uh, not yell at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's like why can't I be with you um yeah you certainly have to set boundaries um and talking Mm -hmm. of dogs I I think you just adopted Mm -hmm. uh, a fostering a dog now (laughs) yes oh
3: we're so happy and it was one of those things that I had to decide okay is this really going to help me or is it going to even challenge me even more with getting things done, getting you know what I need to do done. But yes. I thought about it, and you know, as I said, my kids are a little older, and like as you said, it's about boundaries. And I thought this would be a good opportunity to to teach them responsibility because. You know, like I said, it's so easy for us to to want to do everything ourselves. And, you know, whether yes. you're a parent or not, even with businesses. Right. Like we sometimes we're afraid to give our, you know, to to give the respons- the, the response to delegate. That's the word I was looking for. Right. It's so yes. hard to delegate sometimes. And it's easier for us to, be, to want to do it all ourselves. Um, but. Yeah. And so it's been really nice. And yeah, I have another example of like needing to stay focused. So, you know, I was doing a little bit of work on my own while I was, you know, before I got on the call with you guys. And so today it was my husband's turn to homeschool. And so today they decided to with my daughter, right. She has a virtual class in the morning. And so there, they decided to do the homeschool right outside my window (laughs) And then they're like, let the you know, don't let the dog out because he's gonna distract us. So then the dog yeah. is inside. But then I'm hearing little doggy by my door <laughs> crying, wanting attention yeah. from me. And so yeah. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> you know, I there's know. like it's I have to make a decision right there and there. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's hard, hard to um, mm-hmm. um you know to try and keep those boundaries because they're they're at you for a t- attention but at least mm-hmm. you you know you've got time to take him out and and spend you know get outside and um, i I'm hearing from everybody mm-hmm. getting out in nature is good at the moment yeah. um at least once a day mm-hmm. um to get out there um in your garden or you know around mm-hmm. in the neighborhood being socially distanced uh, acceptably social yeah. distance i think is the term mm-hmm. <laughs> and how are you thinking. finding it in your in your area um i mean mm-hmm. uh, has it impacted your local businesses um
3: yes and no i've been hearing different things from people this is already a small town and so you know, the essential businesses are open, but of course, like the small little shops, the bookstore, the clothing stores, those are all closed. And so I, I know that a lot of people here are going to have a difficult time Yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. And even like
3: something interesting, is, sorry about that. Yeah. Something interesting. Um, Like for example, just like needing clothes for my kids, like my daughter's out, is outgrowing her shoes and she needs new clothes, you know, the, it's getting, the sun's coming out and um, we don't have, you know, a, we can't shop for clothes. And so that's yeah. something interesting. I know that at least we have the option of ordering clothes on Amazon, but it was just a thing that we noticed. Like we went to, you know to costco or like the other like big you know stores and they're not offering any clothing and shoes and so that was just something interesting
1: that we yeah i've, I've heard you know, that they, like mm-hmm. um closing certain sections in bigger stores that you mm-hmm. can't buy from yeah. um and and mm-hmm. it's been the same with garden plants from what i understand as well mm-hmm. and uh, you know mm-hmm. I understand there's a difference between essential and non-essential and mostly, but at some point, yeah, um, clothes are essential for growing children. <laughs> um, yes, so and this too. really there's all sorts <laughs> of other questions, like how do we move forward from this um, and, and try yeah. and, you know, retain get back to, um, well, a new normal, as it is what I've been hearing, um, and how we go forward from this. But it sounds like um, you're adapting, um, you're going to be doing some group um, calls yes. on, online as well, which, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to um, advise our listeners on, on something that they might be able to help cope with? During these times, and what kind of oils would you perhaps recommend for grounding or uh, at this mm-hmm. time yes,
3: um well, my favorite my favorite oils for For grounding and connecting to our body is definitely better I'm reaching for that essential oil a lot and jasmine just because jasmine is just it just makes me feel happy it makes me it reminds me that things are going to be okay right and so even for those moments where you know it's been overwhelming and we're lonely and, you know, we're missing in the life that we used to have. Right. Uh, there's a lot of things that we don't get to do anymore. And so, um, so yeah, Jasmine is one of the oil that just, it just makes me feel good and reminds me to be compassionate and gentle with myself. And, um, and the citruses, the citruses—they yeah. always uplift my spirit, I, and and good for the kids. Oh, my daughter loves um orange
1: oil, essential oil, Me sweet too. orange. Yeah,
3: yes, yeah. And I my would,
1: son. Just yeah. gonna ask you which was your favorite uh-huh. of the citruses, and uh, orange is mine. Mm-hmm.
3: Sweet orange, I don't mind it at all. I know a lot of people say
1: that it's too sweet but i love it i love it (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um it's got to be my favorite Um, Mm -hmm. i'm not a big fan of lemon but you know Mm -hmm. i would use it in in blends that warrant it um i think maybe if you tone it down with something Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely Mm -hmm. sweet orange um is good for these times and vetiver i love vetiver too Mm -hmm. that you mentioned and jasmine Mm -hmm. i tend to forget about jasmine because it's so expensive
3: (laughs) right that's exact exactly that's why this time i'm like I have jasmine all I have to do is just open it up and enjoy it like why do we put it off for (laughs) this is when we're supposed to use it right now
1: (laughs) yeah I was listening to um Penny Price's webinar um a couple of days ago um with Fanaha and she she said you should have no more than um, 30 oils in your in your box because Mm -hmm. if you do um you you probably not you know, utilizing them to their full mm-hmm. extent, mm-hmm. But we tend to think, oh, we're going to have this oil and that oil and, mm-hmm. the other. and In reality, right. you can probably narrow it down to 30 oils that you can use all the time. Yeah. Um, so, I thought that was an mm-hmm. interesting point because I have way more than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. given the the way things are going, I think, you know, sustainability and all that, we need to be more mm-hmm. conscious of those oils mm-hmm. that we're we'll buying and and perhaps as a um, we can kind of incorporate that into our work um mm-hmm. find oils that work um we can you yeah. know focus on them and get to know them a little better and everything mm-hmm. so um yes, i really want to hear about um how you ground and and all the work that you're doing is there anything else you want you want to add um yes
3: yeah it's interesting that you mentioned um sustainability because that's actually how i i started um creating my my course and the group um the group coaching that i'm going to to start because as aromatherapists and as healers, right? We have, have like beautiful herbs and flowers, flower essences, essential oils, and we tend to hold off on using them or we, we don't tend to use them for ourselves as much as we do for our clients. And, you know, I, I yes. was. I do that for myself. I have, you know, all these beautiful oils and I forget to use them. And I know I'm not the only one. And so that's, that's one of the things that I want to remind everyone, like use your oils, play with them. This is our opportunity, you know, like you said, to educate ourselves more about each oil that we have, get to know them more, but also enjoy them, just enjoy them. And, you know, especially it's so easy to forget during the times where we when you know everything's all over the place right and we're like unfocused But that's exactly when we have to reach for them that's exactly when we need to use them
1: yeah I so agree and uh, that's a good point probably to close out on. (laughs) Yes, we need to kind of get more acquainted with our oils and our plants and uh, yeah, that's something I need to do as well. So thank you, Betty, for sharing your time with us and your advice with us. It's been really um, nice talking to you and thank you for taking the time. Yes. Yes, of course. Thank you. It was
0: so good talking to you too. Well, that's all for this episode. We hope you join us in just a few days where we'll be coming back in your feed with another set of interviews from our directors Kelly Hollandazaro and Shawnee Dechen. Until then, you can find us at Naha.org. That's N A H A.org. You can also find us on Facebook at Aromatherapy Community or on Instagram at Beyond Aromatics.